0: Hello, and thanks for coming back. We're starting the show with a janitized type of ice cream. Mark wants to talk a little bit about inflation. We're also going to be talking about couples living apart together, or living together but apart. We're going to be stepping into music world, and I'm sharing it, and then we're going to Paranormal Corner with real-life horror stories. So stick around.
1: And welcome back to Snack Little Talk Little. I'm Mark.
0: And I'm Janice, serving up the ice cream. Oh my
1: gosh. You know what? I haven't had ice cream in about three days. <laughs> three hours. <laughs> because my, my last ice cream I finished up and I haven't made new stuff.
0: Let me explain what's going on here.
1: Okay, wait a minute. Okay, first of all, was Yuri Geller in here? What's with the spoon? It's
0: just a, you know, it's a female. The spoon? <laughs> oh, those, look at those the sexy curves. Is, it's
1: bent right here. Can you, you can see that, right? I do see that, yeah. What the? I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, is, is this part of the... Are we doing Paranormal Corner at the beginning? Not that I know. The spoon bent we, because of the... We
0: do have the lights that come on and off. I've, oh, I've yeah, set it the for blinking, today, so yeah, you the never know. to see if something would happen. Yeah, we'll see if there's anybody here with us today. All right, we're For so those far... of you who have... Let me explain real quickly okay, to people. Hurry up. They're, they're <laughs> little disco balls, sort of, kind of. You trigger, You push the little button, and if it's triggered, not by movement, but if it gets touched... They'll start flashing. It's actually considered a cat toy. And if the cats play it around, it'll start flashing. We have found that it will flash even when it's not being touched, but not always. That's the confusing part. So go ahead. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> this is great. What what did you do? Did you do? T- tell well, me what
0: all you think is in there.
1: This is like a I don't know what's in there, but it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. You certainly have chocolate, peanut butter, and vanilla vanilla ice cream at different uh, Yes different thing. Good is, guess. Is it Reese's ice cream? No. 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 Okay. Well, yes. But no, a, it's not Reese's. Okay. Because Breyers does have a brand of officially branded Reese's peanut butter that. cup ice cream.
0: As Mark knows, I had uh, guests over recently and one of the guests is uh, a gluten-freer. He's got celiac disease. And so, by we, the way,
1: I, I just want to clarify when Jenna says, as Mark knows, she always calls me when she has a party that I'm not invited to.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to let you know, I have guests over and mm. you're not here. So That is good, by the way.
0: <laughs> so we had, we were going to be having dessert and we did. Mm-hmm. As Mark also knows, because we had had the Oreo cake that I made for the show. I said I just recently made an Oreo cake. Let me make this because I think that they have gluten-free Oreo cookies. I made the gluten-free Oreo cake and by the way you guys, we think that when you make it with gluten-free Oreo cookies, it makes it more like a chewy brownie. Yeah. The texture was delightful. There was nothing wrong with it the first time, but yeah, the texture was different. The only difference is that it that was we had stormageddon here recently. And that's the only thing that I can think of that would have been different is that the atmosphere was humidity, just very different. That there was humidity yeah. or yep. something? That, yep.
1: Yeah, it changed it from the, the uh, and it was a good cake when you made it the first time yes. for the show. Yep. But when you made it for the family get-together. Yeah, uh, very chewy. That, that was uh gluten-free mm-hmm. version. It was, uh, it was, it was like a chewy brownie. Well. So what is this? I had this? lots of leftover
0: is... gluten-free, dairy-free ice cream. It's made with oat milk. I'm like, what am I going to do with
1: this? Really?
0: And because you This had tastes had like the- pretty
1: good regular store-bought ice cream ice cream. It does. Cream. It
0: does. I, I agree. This tastes great. So I also had leftover some gluten-free cookies. So I crumbled up the cookies. I added some peanut butter because I agree with you. It tended to seem a little sweet. So I added peanut butter, which if they I think they do add a little bit of sugar to it. But peanut butter to me is not sugary unless you get the peanut butter and honey peanut butter. So I thought that would add a little bit of extra salt. And then why not put some dark chocolate in there? So I made a dark chocolate ganache. And after I swirled in the melted peanut butter and the crushed cookies, I went in and, and then made some chocolate ganache and swirled that separately. And that's what you have. You have something I w- pretty amazing. I want to turn
1: off the show, finish <laughs> this, this and take a nap because this is about the end of the day for me. It's like, you know what? Just having this kind of ice cream and ODing on it. And Mark. And then taking a nap for the rest of the day. There's more in the freezer. <laughs> and you know what I'll do with it. <laughs> wow. This, and,
0: and by the way, this is a way for me to use up those cookies that they would sit here for a long time. There's nothing wrong with them. They were they were, they were fine tasting cookies. It's just like, you know, it'll crumble some of those into there too, just for some texture. So it's janetized.
1: It is. Oh, my gosh.
0: The peanut butter is a nice I, touch.
1: I am surprised about the oat milk instead of regular milk. Mm. Ice cream. Cuz this oat tastes like Oat milk is so good. This tastes to me like uh, like I said store-bought ice cream certainly has a different flavor to it and texture because it has, you know, usually carrageenan and and you know whatever the fillers are and all mm-hmm. that stuff cuz you know I make pure pure ice cream at my house and so I have you know been able to tell the difference this to me tasted like a good premium store-bought ice cream i would not have ever guessed it was oat milk oat milk
0: oat milk even when it's not sweetened reminds me of your cereal milk after you've gotten through all the cereal and you're getting ready to slurp up that that bowl of milk oh right which i mean it is well we think of it as cereal uh, typically even right. people do by the way did you know that that some people make savory dishes they'll cook some oatmeal obviously not add sugar or anything and have it mixed with eggs and bacon and put gravy on top almost like a like polenta or grits yeah or potatoes that was a mind blower for me when i first found out people are doing that. i haven't tried it yet
1: wait you mean like for- o-
0: oat milk with like
1: oh oat milk
0: yeah or sorry sorry no oatmeal Well, it's weird to me having it as like a savory dish.
1: Well, you never had oatmeal for breakfast? Yes, but I have it as
0: cereal, like with sugar, maybe a little bit of butter on top and some milk poured over it. That's how I'm used to having oatmeal. So what are
1: you talking about? I'm confused. People
0: eat oatmeal like they might eat mashed potatoes. Oh, you mean like for dinner? Like a side dish for? Oh, okay. Savory, yeah. Huh. And... Well,
1: you know, Why not? Number one.
0: Well, I mean, it's it, it's just lot, that we, we are so used
1: to it being a breakfast exactly. food. Who who cares what time of the day? I mean, my my gosh, I've had cake for breakfast and I've had uh, bacon and eggs for dinner and pancakes for dinner. So
0: Well, I agree. I mean, it, it shouldn't, I suppose, be any different than quinoa or rice, right. but bulgur wheat, love bulgur wheat. But I don't know. I, I'm just used to oatmeal as breakfast.
1: I just remember one time. Speaking of eating foods at different times when it's not traditional, uh, my grandparents, who, of course, I, I've, I think I probably have told this story on one of our earlier episodes of, of our whole venture here. But uh, my grandparents took my sister and I out to dinner one time at Bob's Big Boy back in the day. We were little kids. You can have anything you want. All right. I want pancakes. My grandfather could not get over that. Oh, pancakes for dinner. Who does? Even when I was served them, it was like. Pancakes for dinner? Who did? Come on. Someone, do you ever have pancakes for dinner? Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, my grandfather was acting like I committed a mortal sin or something like that. It was ridiculous. There's, hmm,
0: there's never a bad time for breakfast. And so breakfast for dinner, whatever it is, pancakes, waffles. I mean, living the single wild life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll come home and just have a bowl of cereal sometimes. Or just salad, or fruit, or whatever. I haven't.
1: I haven't. Have oh yeah, I do. I do that. I'm, I'm very, very simple when it comes to food like that. But I got to tell you, lately going to the grocery store, I'm thinking of. Uh, I see the sugary cereals from my youth, mm-hmm. and and I and I think I've also talked about this on the show before. That's why we say, folks, you got to listen to all the show from all the very beginning but i've been very tempted to buy a box of captain crunch or something mm-hmm. like that but i'm just like no you know i did that last time it was great i got a giant box i had it for a week or whatever and it was great but you know i don't want it to become a habit cuz it is sugar cereal it's i mean for special special i already occasions. have chocolate every day you know and and ice cream when it's it, some fruit in my yard is in season that i can make into ice cream so I don't need the extra added sugar.
0: People talk about Captain Crunch tearing up their mouth.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: That's why you should eat it soggy like I do. <laughs> I'd, you know what? It, it was never a problem for me. That's probably part of it is because, yes, I like my cereal soggy like my men. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't care.
1: This is great. This is a great dessert that you created, Jana. It, Thank you. Uh, It's very Mm chocolatey. I'm down to the Mm -hmm. end. Now it's all starting to melt all together. And it's like this fudginess Mm -hmm. that would make a great shake at this point. It would.
0: (laughs) It is. It is going that direction. Wow. Because it's, uh, I want to lick the bowl, but I won't. (laughs) If I'd gotten us bigger bowls, Mm. we could lick the bowls. Seriously, you guys. Open your mind if you're not already doing that. If you got a plain old, even, you know what? Let's say it was ice milk or something like that. Just some really gross. Because there's nothing wrong with oat milk ice cream. I've had it before. It's actually very good. This was just plain old vanilla ice cream. But I just wanted to zhuzh it. And I did just by melting down some peanut butter only because it's easier to mix into the ice cream, which you're also going to want to melt down. Not completely, but enough to make it easier to mix. And the same with the chocolate. Wow. Just melted it down a little bit. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I'll send some home with you. I, I have. A, I, if you. Well, no, nah, you know, it may not make it home. Yeah, I keep it what, here. you're going to eat it? <laughs> uh, I, oh, yeah. I would, I'd take I, it out to my car and I'd just start eating it. And I'm like, well, that's so uh, much for that. Okay.
0: Well, then I'm going to have to have people come over sometime this week because otherwise it will go bad and that would make me feel horrible. Why would Something it go t- bad
1: that quickly? Because I'm
0: not going to. Well, I, you know what? I, I do have it covered with plastic wrap, but still. Hmm. I don't know. Stuff tends to ice up pretty quickly. Probably because I never get around to eating it, so I don't know how long it'll probably last another weekend. Maybe on the before show show, (laughs) we'll finish it up when we record next time. (laughs) So you're talking about uh, cereal and going to the store and make, which automatically makes me think of inflation. So (laughs) oh
1: my gosh, so I got a a story to share that that you know, obviously the stories we share on this are personal stories that happen to us. So I don't know how often you go out for fast food, Jana. Because the only time when you're going out for – well, I shouldn't say the only time. There's plenty of times, I should say, when you and I are out either doing some of the fun things we like to do, uh, chasing down historical things in the area or whatever. When we go out to eat, we don't go to the fast food. We find some little unique place that costs a lot of money that you pressure me into getting something. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm always like, can we just go to Taco Bell? Uh, But anyway, so I don't know how often you eat fast food. Not often. Okay. Because I know you work in the area where you live. Do mm-hmm. you, you actually, do you have lunch or do you come home for I, lunch ever?
0: I usually don't eat lunch while I'm working. Oh, okay. Well. But I mean, it's, that's not to say I don't have fast food. But yes, generally when I have fast food, if I'm taking my mother to a doctor's appointment, that kind of thing, she'll right. say, well, let's stop somewhere and pick up a, you know, whatever. Right. That's that's usually pretty much the only time so I do it. Or for, on a road
1: trip. For me, I'm kind of the same way. I If I'm working within my... You know, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of my house, I'll just go home. I got food at home. What do I want to pay for money for something when I have stuff at home? And it's most of the time is it'll be something out of my garden will be included. So except for the Popeye's chicken sandwich, which is still under five dollars. Excuse me. I didn't know there that. Was an ice it's, cream been a, it's,
0: it's been a while. <laughs>
1: mm. uh, still under five dollars. If you get the senior discount, which you can get when you're over 50.
0: <laughs> oh, OK. My understanding right. is.
1: I've never been carded, so but uh, so there are perks. But it's still the best chicken sandwich out there because we haven't had a chicken sandwich challenge in a long, long time because we haven't found anything better.
0: No, there and there are uh, there are a couple. I understand there are a couple new places that are trying to, you know, yeah,
1: we may have to get back meet into that the but, challenge. But that's about it. that I do sometimes when I'm out working in an area that's away from my house, you know, I can't go home for lunch. I'll either skip lunch just to get the job done earlier. And go home earlier. I, I don't eat fast food a lot, but I do know prices have gone up. So yes. recently, I was on a job where I had to run down to uh, Home Depot uh, right down here, actually, this nearby here, and there was a McDonald's there. And I hadn't had I, I skipped breakfast, and on this, well, I won't get into the details of everything. Anyway, I was I was very you hungry. went to the bathroom once right <laughs> after
0: you got up, and then had
1: a drink of water with a slice of lemon. <laughs> I had this thing in my underarm. <laughs> I had to. Uh, anyway, so I, I.
0: Listen to the other shows. You to... <laughs> know about what he puts under his underarms.
1: <laughs> I had to go get something to eat. Okay. It was like I had to. I was starving. I had to get something to get in, in order to get back to the job and be productive. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped. I went through McDonald's drive through. I thought, you know what? I So I've got away from sodas for the most part. I mean, you know, I do have specialty sodas that I'll have uh, special occasions at my house. But I don't necessarily drink it on a regular basis, certainly not a daily basis at all. I prefer 100% natural fruit juices. And so I would like, I'm going to go through McDonald's. I'm going to get a, a hamburger or cheeseburger and a small fry. I don't need a big fry. I would love it. But it's like, you know what? I don't yeah. need that. I just need a little bit sure. of snack. Mm-hmm. So, but I a snack. So Put a few on your hamburger. You know what? A hamburger isn't going to be enough. I'm going to get the double cheeseburger. Okay. Now, let me just explain something. I worked at McDonald's for six years from uh, nothing up to uh, assistant store manager. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, that didn't take me six years. It took me less than that. But, but anyway, I, I know McDonald's. Uh-huh. And quite frankly, I'm pretty much sick of McDonald's. But I'll go to it occasionally. Mm-hmm. So there was one right there. So I go through the drive-thru and I thought, you know what? I'm going to get the double cheeseburger. Now, double cheeseburger still really small. Okay. Right, Okay. So that, let me tell you, this is a little bit of McDonald's stuff here. The quarter pounder, obviously the patty is a quarter of a pound. Mm-hmm. There's four of those to a pound, right? Uh-huh. And we used to call, back in the day, we called that meat four to one. Because it comes in a case when it comes off the delivery truck, the frozen delivery truck and all that stuff. Four to one. Okay. Hamburger is called ten to one. Okay. So it's actually... Each hamburger, it's only 1.6 ounces because it takes 10 of them to make a pound. So I don't know why I'm explaining all this. So so I wanted two patties. I hope I you're didn't taking
0: want, notes. Just,
1: <laughs> that's right. There will be a quiz later. Uh, so I wanted two patties. Okay. So I wanted uh, two of uh, 10s. I pound. know why you're doing
0: it because if there's any single ladies out there listening, <laughs> you need to know Mark knows <laughs> about right. the 10 to 1. And I the... <laughs>
1: know the 10 to 1 and the 4 to 1 about McDonald's, ladies. So you
0: can call us at 931
1: 572 0278. <laughs> Give him a call. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted something a little more substantial, but I didn't want the extra bun and all that. So you want double cheeseburger? I think it's going to be. I won't tell you how much I think because I'm going to ask you how much you think. So, okay. I'm going to get a double cheeseburger. Nothing extra or anything like that. Okay. And a fry. I'm not going to get a meal or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want the soda. I don't need any other drink. I got plenty of water in my car. So, a little double cheeseburger, mm-hmm. same size as okay. a hamburger Looking just the has two patties and, showing. Yes. And and two he's slices of cheese. He's not showing me cheese. a
0: cheeseburger, he's showing me about by I'm not showing the hands her my meat.
1: Formed in the <laughs> size of and and his it's, burger. You know, a small fry. Yes. So how much do you how much would you think based on going out today and the little bit of fast food that you eat? How much would you think a small fry and a double cheeseburger? So let would me tell
0: you what I'm going to base this off of. Okay, you and my mother and I were together for something and we went to Jack in the Box and it was over forty dollars for three people. <laughs> do you mer- I don't know if you remember that, right. but I was like, what?
1: But. I think we got didn't regular think, stuff. And I don't even
0: think I got a meal. I think it was just a burger, maybe, and a drink. Maybe and a drink.
1: I'm pretty sure I either had a burger. I probably had a burger and a shake. I rarely get probably burger, and shake. shake, and fries. Yeah. But uh, I may have got burger, shake, and fries. Because if it, you wouldn't... Because
0: she's paying. And, <laughs> <laughs> throw but in if, lobster. But lobster.
1: If, if your mom... Knowing mom, she's like, get whatever you want. Right, but if we were all doing something, it was probably a weekend, and that was probably something that, that, uh, you know, I was like, ah, who cares, it's a weekend kind of a thing. So I probably got a a burger shake and fries. So
0: that was over 40, and that's for three people, so I'm going to say 10 and change.
1: For just a double cheeseburger? Well, because I I don't even know when I went to McDonald's last, so I'm not sure. Well... You're actually higher than what it was.
0: Oh, well, so see, don't you feel better already? <laughs>
1: I, I kind of do.
0: <laughs> I mean, think about that.
1: Okay, the last time I bought a double cheeseburger, I swear it was like $2. I mean, I do remember
0: there It may that, have
1: been some kind of promotional yeah, thing McDonald's or something used to be at cheap. the time, but it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't Fast like food decades used ago. used to be cheap. That's true. Well, of course, here in California, it is uh, the minimum wage at McDonald's, I think, is they start at $16 is, a, is what I think. They actually have a banner outside, one uh-huh. that's near my house that says $16 an hour starting.
0: Always. They're always hiring. So
1: I, I thought the last time I got a double cheeseburger, it was something like $2. And I thought that's mm-hmm. pretty reasonable for the little thing that it is. And the fries, I thought, would be $1, $1.50.
0: Okay, well, I know that's not right.
1: Oh my gosh, the small fries three forty nine for a small fry. Small fry three forty nine.
0: Wow. Okay, so over four
1: dollars for the burger. The burger, double cheeseburger. Now mind you, this uh-huh. isn't one of the big ones. A quarter yeah. pounders. Yeah. This is a small ten to one. Mm-hmm. Double cheeseburger four forty nine. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I I was I I was at the drive through speaker. And the total, because of course we have uh eight point seven five percent tax. Was the tax was seventy cents? The total, she goes, okay, that'll be eight dollars and sixty eight cents. Eight sixty eight. I'm getting a tiny double cheeseburger <laughs> and a tiny fry. Well, but you know, all the horses have
0: been dying at the Santa Anita uh, horse <laughs> the racetrack, and so horses are more extinct. So it's probably harder to get the horse meat for the this burgers. This was
1: unbelievable, though. That's ridiculous. Yes. It's a little tiny hamburger that just happens to have an extra patty on it. So I get that. Maybe that's an extra dollar on top of the normal $1.50 or something for a cheesy little, you know, cheap-ass hamburger. <laughs> I'm so pissed <laughs> off at this. And then the fries. Shoot, I should have been asking for a ketchup. I should have said, you know what? Give me a case of that ketchup packets mm-hmm. so that – although I don't eat ketchup on my fries. Oh. But, but <laughs> it was ridiculous. So, here's, so I have the receipt, and I'm going to take a picture of it, and we're going to post it on our uh, social media. Be sure to follow us, of course, at uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's
0: snack a little.
1: But uh, I, I just thought it was ridiculous. I thought $8.68, nearly yeah, $9 McDonald's. for a cheap double cheeseburger imagine, and a small order of fries.
0: Imagine your family of four thinking we'll just I guess, drive through here really oh, quick. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: That was unreal. unreal, and that's
0: and that's again that's for cheap drive-through food.
1: If I was not stuck in drive-through, I would have left and went. I would have I would have said, you know what, I'm going to take the extra time, stop the clock on my client. Well, I stopped the clock when I got to the drive-through. So, you know, stop the clock, my my client, the project can wait a little longer. I'm going to go home and get something substantial that I already paid reasonable fees for, rather than. God dang. So we've 868.
0: We we had uh maybe our, was it our first year of recording? We did um the $5 dinner where people Oh, could, right. Yeah, we had a or little was party, five or four. yeah. And you didn't necessarily only have to shop at like a dollar tree or a, a dollar general. Right. But it's easier certainly to make that money go further. Well, as you probably know, because of something, a couple of things or something I've posted on Facebook, I have purchased a couple of things at Dollar Tree recently for some crafts that I'm working on for the holidays. Right. And I'm, th- they're starting to bring in a little bit more in the way of food stuff. And I thought everything is so expensive and it really would be very easy. I don't know how nutritionally... Um, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know how great it is for my, for in the sense of nutrition, right? Because they don't have a lot of fresh produce and that sort of thing, but it would be so much cheaper to get your groceries these days at Dollar
1: Tree. I might have to do that and keep some. I'm
0: thinking the same. Some thing.
1: non-refrigerated stuff in my car, so if I situation like this, I don't have to pay. Frickin' nearly nine dollars for a tiny cheeseburger. Maybe and fries. we need
0: maybe we need to throw out this challenge. Maybe for our listeners too, to go Ugh. two weeks and only eat from Dollar Tree.
1: So I don't know if I can go two weeks. I don't think their chocolate is that, I don't know if I can go that long without Well I didn't say you should get chocolate. rid of your
0: stuff, so stock up oh, and then we'll okay. go. <laughs> I, I have
1: chocolate stocked up. Now what's what's interesting is that uh, back in the day, back back when I was in high school, I actually worked at McDonald's and I'm still friends with this brother and sister that worked there uh dear friends of mine, they're they are my brother and my sister. I sent them a text about this. And I was, I sent them, I said, this is ridiculous. Now they both live up in Oregon. And uh my buddy, he he sent it back. He said, that's why I always get the happy meal for four dollars and nineteen cents. That's less than half mm-hmm.
2: of what I paid. Mm-hmm. If
1: I the only reason I and I said to him, the only reason I didn't get the happy meal because I didn't want to get a soda. And yeah. want to throw it? He goes well. You could have got tea or something. I thought oh, I didn't think of that. Hmm. But next time, I guarantee. Of course, it will be a long time before the next time I go through McDonald's because this has soured me on that. But for four nineteen, now mind you, Oregon does not have sales tax. Yeah. Uh, but for four dollars and nineteen cents up in Oregon, up in the Portland area, he got a hamburger because it was a hamburger happy meal. He doesn't like the cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. He okay. got the hamburger happy meal small fries that comes with that Mm -hmm. and a small soda okay and that was less than half of what i had and i had a double cheeseburger and small fry what yeah and i didn't even have the card they didn't have to pay for the cardboard they just put it in the bag i didn't you know what they didn't even give me any napkins either by the way i just want to say that's messed up don't be chintzy there mcdonald's when you're charging nearly nine dollars i think they
0: can afford a napkin
1: So that's the ridiculousness of inflation because of raising uh, – well, there's certainly – we have inflation, but uh, the highest inflation in 40 years, by the way. But well, aside from that, it. it's the it's the uh, hourly wage going up to a $15 minimum in some parts of California yeah. has made McDonald's go up to a $16, $16 minimum. As much
0: as 18 in some places.
1: Yep. And uh, that makes this uh, – everything go up without
0: like i mean somebody may be making lots and lots of money but uh for the regular average schmo like me Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, i mean usually
1: like i said most of the time i eat at home now i'm even going to eat at home even i mean this this, that's ridiculous dollar tree throw
0: down coming up can't
1: believe that can't (laughs) believe that
0: okay how about we change the subject please to <laughs> couples who might want to try living apart together. Now this was interesting. For their marriage.
1: You had mentioned this in the pre-show and I said, ah, I have opinions, <laughs> so let's not talk about it before in the pre show. So what do you have for us?
0: Well, this is from Psychology Today, and they say recently the BBC featured a story about a Japanese couple who made the unconventional decision to maintain a legal marriage while living separately. Despite sharing a child and meeting two or three times a week. This video showcased how each partner embraced an individual and independent lifestyle distinct from one another. The reason more and more couples choose separation marriage is because they want to maintain their lifestyle.
1: Wow.
0: You combine the benefits of both being married and being single. And. Well, not all the
1: benefits of being single, right? Yeah,
0: I suppose it depends from person to person. <laughs> The biggest advantage to being married is to have someone that you can trust fully. So,
1: okay, so there isn't that.
0: <laughs> perhaps not in this case. Okay. Uh so one of the two people that uh, in Japan, I'm just not going to say their names because it would be hard to pronounce. So, sorry, just trust me. So, the male says, although we don't live together, our marriage provides me with emotional support. Which is weird to have a male say that. I, I don't know why. It's just I wouldn't expect. Maybe they're more in touch with their emotional. Feelings. I was going to say
1: this is this is Japanese and and it is a different culture from from here in the United States.
0: Well, he says it's so wonderful to dream of a future, but not alone with my wife, which is kind of weird when you're separate, right? Yeah, when you are alone. This is sci- there is scientific evidence to show that living apart together may have some specific benefits in terms of strengthening a long-term relationship. For instance, a 2019 study published in the Sociological Review discovered that living apart uh, and greater satisfaction with a partner can increase the desire to cohabitate in the future and provide couples with a clearer vision of what a best-case cohabitating marriage would look like. So should I keep going or you want? Something? Well,
1: I don't know. To me right now, they're kind of backtracking because to me that was saying that this is how people should live. But now it's like now they're saying that uh, uh, do a little bit of a trial before you get married and shack up, get married and or shack up.
0: Well, yes, it does look like they're saying that, yes, they're people, kind of going
1: away from well, it.
0: I think what they're OK, the way I'm interpreting it is okay. they're saying that people do this. Might end up coming, getting together in the same household eventually, because it makes it easier to think about the long term in the future.
1: See, I disagree. I think it works against it. I think it's like, no, no, no. Why, why would we cohabitate in the same house when you know it's fine being committed to each other and living our own separate lives? Well, maybe
0: you were never meant to be together in the first place. Boom. No harm, no foul. (laughs) I have nothing to say to that. I just received a text from a friend this morning. Coincidentally, had nothing to do with this. Who is on the road, a lot, right? The, he's a truck driver, right? And he was recently married about a year ago. And he said, "I'm, I'm still busy. I'm still driving. I'm home maybe three or four days out of the month, right? And the rest of the time I'm on the road." He's like, "I don't know. Maybe that's why it works." Ha ha ha.
1: Well, there is something to be said for that because there is the. Uh, the trope here in the united states when someone retires oh now he's gonna be home all day
0: well you know they say being on the road ain't no place to raise a family they do well steve perry says it. (laughs) (laughs) i would break out into song but i can't remember the next line uh
1: yeah i don't know i i think like you said we we do have a trope in this that if, if the husband. Traditionally, when the husband retires, now he's home all day, and the homemaker wife doesn't know what to do because, my gosh, he's here all the time now, and that's when things tend to fall apart. So, you know, there's also absence makes the heart grow fonder. So maybe something in the situation of your friend who's a truck driver only sees his wife three times a month, as long as everyone's faithful emotionally as well, and they communicate, you know, on phone calls or whatever. I, my theory's always been if it works for you then who who am i to say
0: well i mean again having nothing to do with this talk top, topic but i have said to a couple of friends recently that yeah i don't know if i really want to get into the whole like you know starting to learn about somebody all over again kind of a thing uh, relationship rah. But I do like the idea of occasionally having someone come over, maybe we'll work on my house together, I'll tell him what he needs to do. (laughs) Maybe then he'll come over to the kitchen and, you know, lift me up onto the cupboards. And while I can watch him do the dishes and make me some dinner. (laughs) Maybe put his arm around me and give me a kiss and then he can go home.
1: It would be perfect. I can't imagine a guy wanting to do that. <laughs> a point. little
0: bit of romance here and there. Maybe, you know, hold my hand while we walk around to Disneyland with all the thugs. <laughs> but um, yeah, all of that other stuff sounds like.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh. So, also, maybe this is for you. It, maybe m- maybe you could know. find someone be. and you get married up front. But you live your own separate lives, but at least you committed to each other so you don't have to worry about that. And you only see each other occasionally.
0: See, but OK. So before we go back into this, knowing me as well as I do, and I do know myself pretty well, I do know as much as I say all of that. But yes, if I was in a, quote, committed relationship with somebody, I don't I don't know. I would have to say you would have to really, really know and love and trust that person, a lot
1: yeah trust the big issue to think
0: that he's not out there you know going from flower to flower yeah. to flower yeah and
1: i hear you yeah yeah it's a it's that's the probably or the her. biggest I mean, thing or her but right yes in my case that's probably the biggest thing that that uh is an issue uh and in especially bo- in if, both you, of our if lives. you come
0: with a little bit of baggage and at right. 26 and 27 you right. know we might have a little baggage yeah exactly Exactly. All right. Well, living apart together relationship is also likely lead to likely to lead to different outcomes depending on the social, cultural and personal goals of the people involved. Mm. This same study found that in countries like Romania, Bulgaria and Bulgaria where families are more traditional, people saw a living apart together relationship as a transitory stage before marriage. Whereas in countries like France where the family structure is more modern, Living apart together relationships were seen as an alternative to the traditional family structure. So here are two things to ask yourself about a relationship or your relationship before diving into this new lifestyle choice. I mean, isn't that new?
1: I don't think it's that new. Maybe we should talk about it more. No, it's not new. And let me just say, this is one of the problems I have with the internet and media and everything. Everything that's they come up with a thing. Oh, this is a new trend. Brushing your teeth. It is new. You can keep your teeth brushed every day. You can brush in the morning. You can brush after every meal. You can brush when you go to, it's not new. This is not not a trend. Everything is not a trend. And they keep trying to make everything a trend or everything new. This is not new. I have, I have friends that I've known for, oh gosh, 20 plus years, if not more. And when I met them, they were doing this. One of them lived up in the mountains, Mm -hmm. locally. One of them lived down in the valley over there, and uh, both, you know, he was a handsome guy, she was a good-looking gal. This was their thing. It seemed really bizarre to me. It always seemed really bizarre because Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it just did. It still does. But I thought, nah, who am I to say anything? They, it seems to work for them. It's I wouldn't do that. But
0: I know of so it's
1: not new. Two.
0: I would guess I've not asked them but I would guess 250 something year old therapists who have that kind of a marriage that they live separately and what kind of therapists very, are they uh, a fa- marriage and family counselor You know what
1: that's interesting because I think the the gal that's my friend I think that's what she did
0: Oh so sometime, we you have another therapist, maybe that's something we'll have to have the person come on and give weigh in on this and what they think.
1: Oh yeah, we should have Dr. Debbie. We had her yep. on before. Yep. We gotta have her back in here. We got questions for her.
0: So here's what you have to ask yourself. Are you great partners, but terrible roommates? Well, that would be one good reason to do this. Moving in with your partner comes with substantial changes in relationship dynamics. Many people come to therapy shortly after moving in with a partner with questions on how to manage conflicts that have to do with household tasks, expenses, and a lack of privacy. Uh, If you're moving in with anybody, especially if you share a bedroom, I'd say there will be a a little lack of privacy. (laughs) That's really weird. (laughs) In, yes. in many cases, with a little bit of work, these conflicts work themselves out and the relationship thrives as both partners find a balance with each other and they begin to enjoy the many perks of living, of having a live-in relationship. However, there are some couples that may be far better partners than they are roommates. Yep. Living apart <laughs> together may be the right solution if you are the partner who's unable to meet each other, a partner who's unable to meet somewhere in the middle like... Do either of you have dietary restrictions or habits that cause the other partner considerable inconvenience? Oh heck, I don't know how you can work around that, but
1: okay that's a that is a tough thing as as someone who uh was married, my second marriage was uh ladies uh by second marriage i was uh over fifty mm-hmm. and so was she and it that by that time you are very set in your ways, and there were compromises that I th- I thought we made some pretty good compromises in order to alleviate any major issues when it came to something like that
0: I can't imagine that um, having dietary restrictions or habits could cause there to be so much inconvenience that people would be like I just can't I can't do this anymore that's weird
1: well I had a preference
0: I, I can't imagine choosing somebody who's like no no, I, I can't even have... If you're going to cook... Okay, no, I can't say that. I was going to say, if you're going to cook fish in this house, then I don't even want to come home tonight. No, because, <laughs> yeah, somebody hated it when I cooked fish. <laughs> so, all right.
1: I had I had friends. Now, they ended up divorced, but uh, one of them liked uh, orange juice with pulp, uh-huh. and the other couldn't stand that and had to have pulp-free orange juice. So in when I would go and visit them... Uh, in their refrigerator, in the refrigerator door, there was two orange juices. Oh, there was no well, compromise there. Now, but I get that. I'm not saying there should have been a compromise. I get that.
0: Uh, that yeah.
1: makes sense to me if there's I, something and I like that. I
0: don't care. But I mean, if I was dying to have, I do love it with pulp, but if I was dying to have some with pulp, yeah, I'd buy a second one. But otherwise, I don't, I, that's something I don't care about. What about this? Do you have conflicting ideas about personal space, Mark? Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're my po- co- podcast co-host, of <laughs> course. <laughs> so that's a good one. I mean, again, you know, is it is it about maturity and just knowing? Okay, well, we're moving in together, and we're not just roommates with separate rooms. We're actually going to try to do this thing. So, right. What about this then?
1: Well, it 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 just, it just depends on the whole situation. I mean, if you're referring to my last marriage <laughs> uh
0: now we're talking about the fourth one yeah
1: <laughs> uh there wasn't a fourth one there, yet uh or a third one uh but w- there was there was a reason there was a very specific reason why uh we had to sleep in separate rooms it was uh she had snoring issues and then she went and got the testing and all that done had a cpap machine and i tried to sleep through the cpap machine and i just couldn't Okay. Could not do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I tried for a month and I could not get sleep. I really put forth what I consider would be a great effort, you know, hmm. and we had to have separate bedrooms. Because but you of didn't
0: that. go out and get one, too, so that instead you both had one. Both and had a had CPAP the, machine yeah, and had yeah. to suffer through that. Oh, my gosh.
1: No, no, I'm not that empathetic. OK. <laughs> but but I mean, in that in that situation, it was it was uh, and, and that and that certainly could have contributed to things uh, going bad. But it was, it was that hurt. I would never get enough sleep. I Mm -hmm. mean, I was literally not getting my sleep and becoming very, I could feel my, the stress level from me trying to fight through a day of staying awake and getting regular things done and, you know, the regular course of my life. It was like, I, I need to get sleep. I need to sleep at some point. So
0: what about this? Are there any health issues, financial considerations, or other responsibilities that might be better managed individually rather than jointly? I mean, all of these are good points if you can't work around this stuff, definitely. All
1: right. See, that's interesting because my, my first wife had health issues, but I knew that when we were dating and stuff. And I accepted her health issues were going to be part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was okay with that. So well, I good. I don't know. I, I it, You know, I guess it all depends on what they were. I don't want to get anything specific or anything like that but uh yeah it certainly is a consideration i guess Mm -hmm.
0: well if if any of these are considerations and they appear problematic rather than exciting in the context of your relationship you may want to consider a live apart together relationship this is so strange to me that this is where we are in this day and age on psychology today because i would imagine if we were to go back say to the 50s i don't think they'd be saying this
1: no not at all
0: I I might need to look into that just to see if there was anything like this being talked about in the fifties or sixties, yeah, maybe the sixties, Yeah, <laughs> but maybe that's where, that's where it all yeah, changed.
1: Know. You know, I mean, it, it, it does come down to, there is certainly a big difference between dating and living together. And I don't want to get, again, I don't want to get into specifics, but, uh, uh, this is something I, like I said, I don't get this personal on the show, but I will right now. Uh, my second wife and I, we dated off and on, for twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those times it was a year off or a year on or you know something like that. But I mean, it was, it was a very, very, very uh, roller coaster relationship like that. But then when we got married and lived together, it was totally different. And it was one of those things, and to say. You think you know someone after twenty five years? You don't, unless you do live with them. So mm-hmm. I don't that's that's what was confusing me about this article saying that uh living apart is a prelude to living together. In my experience, of course this is only with one person, but living apart was not a prelude to living together at all. Living apart may have been uh better. But it just is certainly is way uh untraditional.
0: Well, you know, So far, it's not talking about what what the age might be when you do eventually join households, but maybe it gets to the point where you need that other person in the house. Right. And so maybe then, you know, people are mature enough and accepting enough of, of that stage in their life where having someone right there is... Is more of a comfort and a better right. idea. Maybe Yeah.
1: Well certainly when you're younger and you're both developing your lives together, that's way different than when you're older folks yeah. that are that have been independent household leaders as single parents for a long time and then trying to get together, you're gonna butt heads on things mm-hmm. because you're used to being the boss.
0: Yeah. Well it says here the study found that women who are traditionally more likely to play the caregiver role preferred the autonomy that a living apart together arrangement can provide. While separation marriages do make the lives of women who may otherwise have had the full responsibility of keeping the home in order, it makes it easier. Traditional gender roles do tend to creep into these arrangements as well, with men saying that they receive more support from their long-distance wives than the other way around. Interesting. Hmm. An interesting take on that. And I can see how, yeah, if you're living separately, then you're going to kind... It's like a separation and you're sharing joint custody, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's weird to me. I that, I I don't I don't like the whole idea the just from yeah,
0: we're together, but we're not right. together. <laughs>
1: with kids, this this whole thing bringing kids into this to me is to me nothing is better than the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. You know, of having the mom and dad at home with kids. I th- cuz up until this point I've just been talking about people that have kids that are already moved out of the house and kids are not a factor in that. But the no i don't i i can't imagine that that is so non traditional and i don't see how that's – cuz i i think i think of my house growing up cuz we had a nice nuclear family at, growing up and uh you had the disciplinarian and then you had well you know not necessarily you know what, I'm getting way too deep into this thinking <laughs> about this. Let me let me bring it back up to the forefront here and, and keep it on the surface. Uh I, I don't know. I think having a two parent household, but I know you you did not always have a two parent household, right?
0: Most of my life.
1: Yeah. So but for me and and my my dad was gone half the time, I would say. He was a fireman, uh fire captain for State Forestry Department. So he you know, Spent a couple of days at the fire station, mm-hmm. a couple of days at home, a couple of days of fire station. So he Four was,
0: on and three off or something, yeah, like, something that.
1: like that. Was, yeah, something like that. So he was he was gone often enough. Uh, I don't know. Now now I'm rethinking that whole thing as if that was mm-hmm. actually good for me or not.
0: <laughs> well, so here's another consideration. Your definition of success. So any conflict that stems from different definitions of success can lead to stress and resentment, which can lead to difficulties in the relationship. On the contrary, if your partner supports your vision of your career and actively helps you achieve time-bound and challenging goals, you're more likely to enjoy better success in your career as well as in your home life. So it is possible, for instance, that your partner's career may require a commitment to travel that doesn't agree with your lifestyle. In such cases, settling into a living apart together relationship may allow you to accommodate your partner's nomadic lifestyle while working together, to make time for each other. I don't, that's confusing to me because what's the difference? It's okay. If you're away from the place a lot, cause you're traveling for business, right? As long as you're in a different home. But if we live in the same house and then you're not here some of the time, I feel better about it. Or I, I, I th- yeah,
1: yeah I, I'm with if you. They're the, gone, they're that gone. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to me, uh as a someone who is a, a very thrifty uh, maintaining two households financially is a ridiculous thing. And especially yeah. if if it's a thing where you're both in the same town, city cuz obviously you want the proximity.
0: I mean there's that it, the money.
1: It's but yeah, I, I'm just it doesn't make sense. I don't get it.
0: Uh okay, before we move on folks, you got to weigh in on this. Have you ever done this? Would you do this? Are you tempted? <laughs> We want to know.
1: <laughs> do you want to do it now after you've been married for so many years? Uh, yeah, let's get a separate
0: home. You know, for those of you that can, and like Mark said, can afford to have two different places, I guess ideally maybe it's having that, that mother-in-law home in the in the back.
1: Well, that would be, yeah. Right? That, that's a whole different thing. That's really close by. That then It's kind of like having...
0: The she shed or the he shed. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like prob- having your own
1: concubine out there that, that's right. oh, you know what, I need that's to get right. some. Let me get out there and <laughs>
0: the blow up doll or <laughs> whatever you have out there. All right. And speaking of blow up dolls.
1: <laughs> uh
0: we talked about somebody on one of our past shows. Okay. And did a shallow dive. All right. I'm just I'm not gonna say anything else yet. I'm okay. just gonna play a little something here for All you. Right.
1: Playing a little something.
0: Playing a little something.
1: All right. Here we go.
0: It'll take it a minute. Anytime. (laughs) I'm just going to say already, this is so sexy to me. Yes.
2: Come on, thing, okay, now hold on. It sounds like on. a
1: female singing as well. Wow thing, I
2: think I love you, but I wanna know for sure. So come on, hold me tight. It's so good. <laughs>
0: This is good, no?
1: Am I supposed to guess who this is,
0: though? Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm not good at this. You're you're great at this. Uh, so I'm say I'm thinking this is uh. I'm gonna say 70s. Certainly countryized. Are, are they country artists or are they rock artists who are trying to pretend to be country?
0: It's a little bit of everything, but listen okay. to that nice rock and guitar, though. So recently, I'm not.
1: I'm not good at guessing these. You, you're. You're really good at detecting who these are. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna defer because I can I don't know who it is. I'm. Uh, it's okay. Especially the woman. I can't identify. I, I her. I have
0: no idea who she is. Okay. But she's a little bit of a sex kitten.
1: A it sounds John, like it. Right
0: there, the master. She's uh, playing the violin while she's doing backup oh, with the the guy singing. Oh, the guy sorry we gotta listen a little bit more <laughs> it's just so languid and sexual to me,
2: on, me
0: yeah it's good right and yeah it is country but it's also rock okay okay let me you tell you, move you move me too. all Ooh. right So we talked about an artist recently because we were talking about Angels, Angels in the Morning.
1: Oh, okay. Right.
0: There's an artist by the name of Chip Taylor, as we found out. Not only did he write Angels in the Morning. Right. He wrote Wild Thing, which most of us know. Really? So the
1: song, because we talked about Juice Newton, just call me Angel in the the morning.
0: Morning. Well, this Baby. is his song, and this is him performing.
1: Oh, my gosh. With the guitar. Well, We're then sorry. I don't feel bad that I didn't know who he was because mm-hmm. he's yeah. a songwriter that sometimes performs his own stuff, I guess.
0: He's an American songwriter. Uh, he was born in 1940. He's, he's an American. All right. He's the brother of a very well-known geologist called by the name of Barry Voigt. He's also got a kind of popular actor brother named John Voigt. Oh, no way Take a look at him You'll get a shot of him right. here at some point on the video How I, we I can didn't... see just from
1: the wide shot I can see it It looks like John it Voight It looks like John yeah. Voight I've,
0: I've taken a screenshot of him for performing So that we can share this with you Because you looked at a picture of him And you said, I don't know, he's kind of an old guy Because he, he was doing an unplugged version of Angel in the morning And you're like, I don't know, he's an older guy Now that I know he's Voight's brother I'm like, how, how the you hell? You can totally look see it, right John Voight
1: Interesting
0: so, yeah, a successful family. And now, if he's still performing, I do want to go see him live. So he has um, had artists like Jimi Hendrix cover his music. The Trogs, as we know. Right. Uh, Bonnie Raitt. Um, Ike and Tina Turner. I mean, some big names. Wow. Now, his guitar is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So even though we don't know who the heck he is, right. a bunch of people, I art, musical artists, love this guy. A and lot of that Disney comes music. up.
1: There are a lot of songwriters that, to the general public and even music fans like we are, we don't know these songwriters. But, man, the people in the industry, you mentioned these people and they're right. Oh, we totally know him. Because, you know, remember, these people have shopped their stuff around to all these other artists. Right. That's how they get to meet them. Hey, I got this song here. I want you to listen to it. So that's, why they, that's another reason why they know these names and we don't know Chip Taylor.
0: Chip Taylor. Frank Sinatra, by the way, also has covered his music.
1: Really? Wow. Some
0: big names and they know who Chip Taylor is. Wow. So before he decided, settled on, I don't know, I'll try music. He wanted to be a pro golfer like his father. I didn't know that the Boyd's father was a pro golfer.
1: I did not know that either.
0: Yeah, so he has written a lot of music. He's been married to Joan Carroll Fry or Frey since nineteen sixty four. Nineteen sixty
1: four. Wow.
0: We got to do a show on that, by the way. People who stayed together. He was twenty. Who in... He was
1: twenty four years old because he was born nineteen forty. There you go. Sixty-four. He would have been twenty-four.
0: Children and grandchildren. They were uh, temporarily divorced for several years, and then they got back together. Maybe they tried the whole living yeah, separately. Yeah, living but apart. separately <laughs> part. I think that's wow. Okay. Well, this is a per meant to do that. <laughs> this is a per- <laughs> perfect example of that.
1: Way to weave the so show together. So
0: Taylor. I'm just gonna say, if he so he he's eighty something. I don't know if he's still out here doing it. You know doing it <laughs> but if he is let's try to catch a chip taylor show if he still got it because i think that sounded great i'm gonna even go on a limb and say i think i like that version i think i like that version better than the Trogs, which is a I horrible think be thing like to say
1: 82 is what i i come up with 82 83 okay wow wow
0: so did you like that
1: version uh yeah okay I mean, it was it was certainly different. It's not what I w- was used to, so it's kind of hits me yeah. weird. Yeah, you're still wrapping but, your head around But the around chick, that. The chick uh, coming on there. You got to watch the video because she's
0: like me. definitely like giving like you know sex eyes to the the camera while she's doing her. <laughs> it's kind of a deadpan harmony, and right. I don't know why, but there is something even I can admit there is something kind of sexual about that. Awesome, and a little bit tongue licking and stuff like that, Ooh. but not in a Gene Simmons kind of way. All right. <laughs> All right. So this is, comes to you from Esquire. It's five real life horror stories. I don't know if we'll do all five. We're just going to jump in and talk about the dead animals in the wall because, you know, I love things like that. OK, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> when the Breezius family decided to insulate their home in Auburn, Pennsylvania in 2015, they discovered that it had already been with scores of dead animal carcasses. What The expert attributed to the rotting animals in their walls to powwow or Dutch magic, a ritual originating in the culture of the Pennsylvania Dutch, which makes me wonder if they're in my walls because the people who had my home built and lived in it for 28 years were Pennsylvania Dutch. But okay.
1: Wow. To, and it's to that treat- might explain a lot of stuff. Hmm. Maybe some of your spirits and stuff are animal spirits. Well, I have seen and because little you were so sensitive around. to animals and all that stuff. Maybe that was. I think huh? I think I think we've made a Let's breakthrough here. Let's tear down here. some walls. I, well, you know, you have the, the, the There is yes. a space. There is a wall space. We need to
0: videotape it. Put it on the <laughs> on the uh, the Facebook page. sometime. there
1: there is a space in Jana's home that is a negative space. Between and it's just walls. a weird
0: entrance into that room anyway.
1: Right. And it's and it's like, wait a minute. That, there's, I've always said that there's probably skeletons in there or something like that.
0: Rather than just a straight walk in through the doorway into the room, it's a little... Right. Meow, 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 it's a little...
1: A little jag in the wall that joggle. makes it really weird. And it's, it's, it's like, weird. why is that there? Because on yeah. the other side, it's completely flat. And
0: when you knock, it knocks back. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> other, maybe other houses do that too. <laughs>
1: I won't tell you what happened when I put my thingy in the hole that's in the wall.
0: <laughs> um, your peachy? No, <laughs> your pen. I'm trying to think of something other than... Yeah. Okay. Erase, erase, erase. Uh, the expert attributed the rotting animals in their walls to powwow or Dutch magic, a ritual originating in the culture of the Dutch Pennsylvania Dutch to treat ailments and gain physical and spiritual protection. I mean, I do. I don't feel frightened. Well, freaked out sometimes, yes. The Pennsylvania Dutch were a group of german J- speaking settlers to Pennsylvania in the 16th and 1700s and are often Lutheran, Mennonite, or Amish.
1: Animals in the wall, Animals though. Animals in the wall. I, I wonder if they must prepare them ahead of time.
0: Just throw them in there. Yeah, because otherwise,
1: I mean, I've, I've been in houses and... in some of the handyman type work that I do where there's a rat that died in the wall and it stinks through the wall. And this is modern day walls with, you know, uh, either lath and plaster or drywall. So you can't just go putting animals in the wall and have it not stink. So I wonder if they would they prepare them, mummify them ahead of time outside in some dry area, but still flatten them so they'll fit between the walls. I mean, I'm really <laughs> I I'm, no, I'm really curious on this. Well, let's what, look what it What does up. that mean?
0: We'll, well, look it up. Okay, coming to you, coming to a podcast near you soon. (laughs) So, Washington Post wrote about this and they said many of the spells with care of livestock finding water uh, have to deal with finding water or treatment of Meyer ailments, reflecting the conditions and concerns of Ely, uh, Ely, uh, American settlers. I don't even know where Ely came from. Okay, that's my neighbor, by the way. (laughs) But powwow also has within it a tradition of darker spells and even such things as conjuring demons oh we're definitely going to look oh into my this gosh. one notable ritual in their tradition is this hex to create loyalty in a dog so get your pens and pencils out and then a piece of paper to attach a dog to a pervert person
1: <laughs> to a pervert <laughs>
0: to a person provided nothing else was used before to affect it. You should try drawing some of your own blood and then let the dog eat it along with his food and he will stay with you. Oh my gosh! Okay. So
1: this is like Satan ritualistic stuff. Those Pennsylvania Animal sacrifice. What do you?
0: The mold found on the rotting carcasses in the breeziest home has caused illness among the many family members and they say that the odor hasn't gone away.
1: Yeah, so, that's, that, w- that would be my whole thing. I mean, I, look, I certainly have taken out of walls my share of dead, dried rats, and rat carcasses, you know. But but uh, I, I do know that even a, even a rat will smell through the wall as it's dying. Aww. I mean, we do live in a dry climate here. So, you know, once it dried out, I can't imagine it smells. Um, I, I don't know. Most of the time when I'm doing this, I have a respirator on so that I cannot smell. Intentionally, make sure I don't smell that stuff
0: I, I uh saw I was at a job site once, and laying in the gutter was a rat that I think wasn't doing very well. <laughs> it was alive though, right, but it was just laying there, and um, I couldn't do nothing, and so i <laughs> I got some water that I had in my truck at the time right and put the water in a little like you know a little cap of something else and put it next to the rat. And then also broke apart some. I don't know. I had some kind of food. It might have been a yogurt. I don't know what it was. I know there was some kind of food stuff that I was able to pull out of the truck. Right. And I put it next to the rat too. And then I <laughs> and then I left, hoping that maybe it just need. If it could just have some food nearby, it would be okay.
1: And that is what brought on the plague that we had in our town a couple of years ago. It's that one rat was dying of the right. plague, but yeah, I tell Jana's, you these are mosquito Jana's, bites here. But Jenna's act of kindness has uh, brought back that rat to life and he spread the plague and 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 we all died
0: (laughs) well how about this want to delve into a little bit of florida devil worshiping
1: (laughs) all right well why not
0: (laughs) friends noticed that danielle harkins a 35 year old school teacher near saint petersburg florida started acting strangely in june of 2012. she was developing an interest in demonic rituals soon after she was arrested for abuse of seven of her former students as the tampa bay times reports Daniel Harkins told the kids they needed to ride, a rid their bodies. <laughs> I'm not okay today. <laughs> you
1: ride their bodies.
0: <laughs> Need to rid their bodies of demons as the group gathered before dusk Saturday around a small fire near St. Petersburg Pier. Where were their parents?
1: Yeah, what, what the. <laughs> I'm going to take your kids all out to the pier. On a Saturday
0: to have a fire. Wow. They should cut their skin to let the evil spirits out. Police said she told the children this. And then they needed to burn the wounds to ensure that those spirits would not return. When Harkins held a lighter to one of the teen's hand, wind blew the flame out, police said. That prompted her to douse his hand in perfume before setting it on fire. The boys suffered second-degree burns. What the... Another teen was cut on the neck with a broken bottle. Harkins (laughs) used a flame to heat a small key, which she then used to cauterize
1: the wound. This is not funny. Oh, my gosh. This is torture stuff.
0: The police were notified because a friend of one of the students who participated in the ritual raised alarms. Oh, well, good. Really? However, none of the students themselves told their parents about the event or would comment following the arrest of Harkins for aggravated uh, battery and child abuse.
1: Wow.
0: And finally, the death of Elisa Lam. It just keeps getting happier.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I'm ready for this.
0: Elisa Lam was last seen on January 31st, 2013, in the lobby of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, in our neck of the woods. She was vacationing through the West Coast, documenting the trip on her blog and checking in with her parents every day. On January 1st, those calls stopped. Lam had vanished. Soon, the police were involved and her parents arrived to help with the search.
1: I think I know this story.
0: They had nothing. I do know this story. <laughs> they had nothing. That February, LAPD released elevator surveillance.
1: Right. Yeah, I know this footage story. Footage of
0: Lamb before her disappearance. Right. The footage shows Lamb behaving strangely in the elevator, appearing right. to talk with invisible people.
1: It was odd.
0: Peering around the corner of the door, crouching in the corner, and opening and closing the door. But what exactly is going on in this video raises more questions than answers. Theories range from psychotic episodes to demonic possession to unknown assailants just out of the camera's view. And by the way, there is a video here. Around that time, hotel guests started reporting weird things happening with the Cecil Hotel water supply. Uh The shower was awful, said Sabina Bao who spent eight days there during the investigation. When you turned the tap on, the water was coming black first for a few seconds, and it was going back to normal. The tap water tasted horrible, and it had a very funny, sweetly disgusting taste. It was a very strange taste, and I can barely describe it. But for a week, they never complained. Right. We never thought anything of it. We thought it was just the way it is here. Right, Yikes. old
1: hotel, it was an old hotel. If my uh, water
0: came out black, I guarantee you I'd say something. (laughs) On the morning of February 19th, a hotel employee climbed to the roof and used a ladder to investigate the hotel's water storage tanks. That's where authorities found the decomposing body of lamb, whose personal items were found nearby. After an autopsy, her death was labeled accidental. The NBC NBC Los Angeles reported at the time about the strange circumstances in the hotel's past. The tank has a metal latch that can be opened, but authorities said access to the roof is secured with an alarm and lock. The single room occupancy hotel has an unusual history. Night stalker Richard Ramirez, who was found guilty of 14 slayings in the 1980s, mm-hmm. lived on the 14th floor for several months in 1985. And international serial killer Jack Unterweger is suspected of murdering three prostitutes during that time he lived there in 1991 he killed himself in jail in 1994. in 1962 a female occupant jumped out of one of the hotel's windows killing herself and a pedestrian on whom she landed in february 2021 a netflix documentary called crime scene the vanishing at cecil hotel explored elisa's tragic case and the history of the cursed cecil hotel
1: unbelievable when that i remember when that happened and they discovered that body and it was just, you know, uh, can you imagine the, the fact, I mean, let's just back up in that story. Oh, the water, it tasted funny. Yeah, yeah. It was a decomposing person that climbed up and got into the yikes. water tank for some reason yikes. or something was decomposing. Can you imagine you, if you had taken a shower there? I mean, obviously, yeah. you don't yeah. know when it's happening, but you're like, I showered there. I was showering with the entrails just decomposing fluids of a person and who's oh my gosh who's how many people were there that got ill from that none of this makes sense because they're saying there
0: was a lock on there right i mean there's something pretty weird well that (laughs) that whole
1: thing is is weird and and the video is odd because it does look like she's talking to an invisible person well and
0: who's who's watching these quote security videos right Well, nobody. Those are to go back and look later, obviously. And unfortunately, but
1: but now the thing is about saying, oh, there's an alarm and everything to get to the roof. Well, that tells me there could have been someone who worked there that killed her and took her up to the roof or, or, you know, took her up to the roof and killed her or something like that and put her in there. That I'm not convinced that was the accidental part, even though that's what it says here, uh, because, you know, when there's security locks and all that stuff, that doesn't mean the security person can't turn them off and take someone up there. Right. The grotesque thing, I mean, obviously the horrible thing about her being killed or murdered or whatever is terrible, but the fact that everyone in that hotel was using that water – oh my God! Yeah, the person that couldn't no, he, couldn't quite
0: i can't quite describe the flavor yeah,
1: it's, it's oh my! <laughs> i would imagine uh, so imagine if you would have stayed there and you you heard this story like oh i was brushing my teeth with that water I mean, with I that was, black
0: water that i, I never was, said
1: anything about to anybody
0: <laughs> that's pretty weird
1: i'm never turning on a hotel water anything ever again <laughs> i'll go swim in the pool to bathe uh, do you know what take a bar uh, of soap aside from
0: this my sister and i are going to be in vegas in um november and a mutual friend of all of us posted about a bunch of hotels in vegas that all have bed bugs oh right and right. i'm just I saw like, that yeah. okay that's that's yeah. great
1: good luck there in vegas
0: we're at, a, we're at an airbnb and hopefully uh if they have bed bugs they're going to tell us <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they will
1: well, thanks for sharing that uplifting I'm paranormal. Here to, I'm paranormal here to what please. a terrible paranormal corner <laughs> that ended up!
0: We'll share this oh, video my if it isn't if it isn't yeah, blocked share a link to that. The, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If it's not blocked, so it'll freak wow. you out. Wow! So you can go
0: to Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook if you got anything you want to say to us
1: at Snack a Little,
0: and we love it when you call us. So you can call the dedicated listener line anytime, twenty four hours a day. We might air it on the show, and the number is.
1: Nine zero nine
0: five seven two zero two seven
1: eight. Give us a call and let us know if you've ever had any weird things like that happen
0: in a hotel. Do you think you've ever drink and drank 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 Someone, black water uh, that tasted sweet and weird oh and unusual? Oh gosh. Ugh. Did you figure out what it was? Could it have been that there was a dead body decomposing in your storage tank?
1: And what about living apart, being together, but living apart? Is that a thing for you? Do you like it? Do you like the ideas? What do you think about that?
0: If you're hot and you make good money, hit me up and we'll talk about that.
1: And how much are you willing <laughs> to pay for just a simple hamburger and fry? Is it $8.68? It today or on
0: Tuesday?